Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Wrestling with Fetish. And uh, the first podcast that we did uh, just a couple days ago um, has already gotten a thousand plus hits and, and plays, which is fantastic. We want to thank you guys so much for, uh, for noticing it and, and listening to it. Um, so today is March 22nd, 2016, and uh, we learned a few things from the first podcast. One of them was that uh, we did, we had way too many people uh, sitting around the table, uh, so it became you know even though the fans liked listening to the conversation, it did sound kind of chaotic. Um, and uh, so today we're just gonna have three lovely, lovely people. Um, well, speaking for myself, uh, myself and uh, Jacqueline Velvet sitting across from me, and our special guest for this podcast all the way from LA is the beautiful Nikki Fierce and. Uh, she is going to actually be leaving us tomorrow, but she spent uh, about two, three days shooting with us. Um, and Nikki is, uh, for the intents and purposes of the podcast, uh, a fantastic uh, wrestler slash grappler slash actress uh, model. She's done, uh, I think you've done a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'll let you introduce yourself uh, and just tell us a little bit about, um, well, I mean, like, what got you into this entire world and like mm-hmm. you know you can yeah i'll give the floor to nikki fierce yeah well i, mean, I love being asked this question because it really you know it makes me think about how i've evolved over the years and like definitely when i first got in the industry and just knowing what i kind of turned into up until this point you know we have moments of our career that you know just really stand out and we kind of just develop our characters and develop ourselves and our likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and really what we thrive at. And, you know, uh, Santiago, I met you years ago when I first was starting out. And mm-hmm. it's really cool to kind of see this all come around full circle. Now, how many years ago was that? Because now we have to, we have <laughs> well, to date I mean, ourselves we're going to date ourselves. Is that, a quick, is that okay? Yeah. Can we do this? Totally okay. For candid purposes. I met Santiago in, I'm going to say 2004. Yeah. Holy Yeah. Gosh. So 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was actually, uh, I was on a road trip or I guess an LA trip with Gia Primo mm-hmm. and she had told me about you and mm-hmm. uh, that we were all going to hang in like kind of, you know, and I remember I, I, the first time I met you was at a hotel where you mm-hmm. were doing some work for a company at yes. the time. Yeah. It was yes. like a scissor domination? Um, it was for Straddle Productions. Straddle Productions. It was a little bit more on the competitive side. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got to meet a few other wrestlers that, I always knew Gia. I knew Gia, um, you know, a couple years prior to that, just in the club scene and just outside of the whole fetish world. And like, when we kind of caught up again, we were both into the same things. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you, I've recognized you for years, just seeing you around. And it was cool that our like relationship developed on a professional level and working together. Yes, and that's how I got to meet you, and mm-hmm. um, that was just kind of the start. I officially got into the wrestling scene and in two thousand and two. And prior to that, I was working as a professional dominatrix in Chicago. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it was, uh, I worked at a commercial dungeon. But with that being said, it was a very different kind of dungeon in the sense it was like very uh, tame, Mm -hmm. I guess, in in, in today's standards, I would say. And it was a a dungeon called Worship Our Feet. (laughs) And it was very much geared towards... uh, foot fetish really? and role playing yeah so I really got my first taste in in these kind of shoots that I do nowadays mm-hmm. like I really kind of had to develop my my uh, 
my sense of like building a character for these fantasy scenes that I was, you know, hired for for the hour. So, um, uh, obviously, if any of these questions are intrusive, let me know. Yeah. But um, obviously, at that point, you were in the fetish scene. You were in this dungeon. But what got you into the dungeon? Like, what the first step that you took was it someone like a friend who just said, mm. "Hey, you should try this out," or was it something where you drove by it and you were like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> no, mm. uh, I mean, I, I I could get pretty candid here. Um, and I'll just reverse engineer and I'll speak backwards. Like mm -hmm. how that transpired and how I got the job was I was reading the Chicago Reader at the time, and that's when like there was a classifieds page at the back of the you know the Chicago Reader, and they advertised different jobs, and this was one of them. It's like now hiring mm -hmm. oh, wow. girls, and I think it may have said pretty feet or something along those lines. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so I answered the ad. Yeah, so I answered the ad, um, went to the interview. Uh, <laughs> I think I even had to show my feet in the interview. I'm right? sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, gotta be sure. You definitely have to have a sense of humor about all these things. And you have to. Yeah. It was, it, it was a really positive time in my life, and just reflecting on that and just seeing how I've evolved since then, and like taking all that stuff that I was doing in the very beginning. And kind of just adapting and kind of making my own name and finding mm. out what really suited me and my personality. Um, but but to piggyback off that and going even back further in time, I feel like I always kind of possess this inside of me, like a natural dominant self. And you know, one of my first encounters was when I was in high school, and I love to tell the story because it is a true story. And this is where we get into the meat. We're gonna get into the meat, <laughs> the and this is actually this is actually one of the topics of tonight. So, yeah. I want to start by saying this: like, I had um, a neighbor, best friend, who will always re remain nameless, mm -hmm. and he lived across the street from me, and he we were inseparable, like very just good friends, platonic, never dated, nothing like that. Um, but I got it in my head that I was just really interested in ordering him around. And I remember one of the things I would do is I would call him up after school and I would be like, Hey, come over. I want you to suck my toes. Like, where does that come from? I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know where that came from. I have no Can I have how old you uh, like 16. Oh, okay. No, that, that's about normal yeah, for like, like the emergence of like certain Like 16, things, yeah. 17, like right around there. And so was it something that it felt good, like getting your toes sucked, or you just like the, the dominating somebody? See, that's the question of the hour. Ah. Well, I would say both, but more so the actual fact that he would comply with what I yeah. was asking of him. Like, that was the hot, the meat of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, yeah, like the, the, the scene itself. Is no, was that something that you initiated or that he initiated? Oh, or? I did. Oh, oh no, really? no, that's definitely not Oh, him. wow. But it was more of his reaction and like the fact that it was like, Oh, okay. And he was just okay with me making these oddball, at the time, oddball requests of him. And I would have been like, clean my house. Wash well, my car. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go grocery shopping for me. I should have. Um, <laughs> and and I, I look back at that and I'm like, just, just knowing what I know now, I'm like, I wonder if he developed a foot fetish after that. Because I Probably. just put him in the situation. Like against his will or for his will yeah. I don't know like who knows I can't answer that for him that's but. the bit you know what that sounds uh, <laughs> actually no uh, to me it sounds very I don't know like 
almost like Norman Rockwellish. Like, it's just like old school, like, you know, two friends and one of them just goes like, hey, you should come over and suck my dick. It's I, just very, it's like an all-American kind of origin of that story. It's like, yeah. you know, boy meets girl, girl asks him to clean the house with his tongue. And I, I everything don't know else, where that yeah. came from. It was, it was just, you know, it just felt normal to me. And like, I, I liked that power. So it was, so my point is like, it all just kind of organically transpired since then. Like, it wasn't like I saw this ad and like, was like, oh, this is new and exciting. Like it, it just, I mean, it was new and exciting. However, it was all like a buildup of my personality over mm-hmm. the years. And I'm like, well, this just seems natural. Yeah. And then like getting into the dungeon scene, like, okay, I liked those kind of scenes, but I was never really into, like, the super hardcore, like, yeah. BDSM. Like, really what I thrived in and what, like, fascinated, the mo- fascinated me the most was, like, the role-playing aspect. Like, a mm-hmm. little bit, like, just, like, playing out of fantasy and, like, creating characters. And then I got, you know, into the physicality of it. And I grew up as a dancer and a gymnast and, like, yeah. was watching pro wrestling on television growing up. Like, I always really liked <laughs> the athleticism of wrestling. And then I, involve, or I evolved into the wrestling from that, the space. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you had, like, the perfect uh, uh, recipe to become, like, an amazing model slash actress slash scrappler. Because you, you know, and also Dom, because you had, that was your initiative, like, that was your, your starting point. But then all this other stuff kind of bled into it, and you became a well-rounded uh, performer. And mm-hmm. uh, and we know that we just worked with you for for two days straight. And you know we, uh, I, uh, for people who don't know, uh, Nikki and I only did one thing a long time ago, which was a photo set. We shot a photo set on the beach. It was you and Gia Primo doing some wrestling, and it was the only thing we had time for. Really, we went out there. It was freezing, but mm-hmm. you guys put on some bikinis, went out there, and, and were really good sports. And then we became friends. Lost contact, then contacted again, and then we were like, I th- we met up again at um, FetishCon. At FetishCon this last year, yeah. so yeah. 2015, we saw each yeah. other, and that was awesome because I was just like, you know, it was like, oh, I get to see Nick again, and of course, Jacqueline mm-hmm. uh, met you, and you guys became sea stars. Sea stars, sea stars, and and she immediately told me after we left FetishCon, we got to get. Mm-hmm. to come out you know and I remember we discussed it and you were very uh, happy about the idea but a lot of girls will do that they'll, they'll kind of go like yeah it's gonna be great and then they never call, call you back yeah. mm-hmm. but I think you and I contacted me like we gotta make like you this thing we talked about it has to happen yeah. so um, but uh, so yeah I mean it's it was amazing to watch your work and and you know you you take direction really well and you uh, put your own personality into these characters as well which is also awesome and like Jacqueline's very like I'm I'm pretty hard to impress these guys. I've worked with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but Jacqueline, the things I think you're even harder to impress. I think Jacqueline has more of a, of a barrier of like mm-hmm. you know, there's a new girl. Okay, she's very pretty, but what can she do? What can she right. do? What, what can she offer? There's a lot of pretty girls in the world, totally. but Jacqueline would say like, well, what can she act? Can she perform? And like I think she was in awe of you this whole time. Like this is the last Aww, two days. Oh, that's yeah. the biggest <laughs> honor ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I I thank definitely you. was. Um, I was I was telling Nikki earlier that I wasn't feeling very well and I'm definitely not at 100% performance and just mentally not even there but because of her professionalism and and how good of an actress she is and like she just made today's shoot so easy and so much fun that like it it like brought me out of my my headspace yeah. yeah Me so too. I've had a headache all day, and and you guys working together brought me out of it because I was so happy to 
to direct and also to watch you guys interact and it was it was fun it was a really good time we just shot i think like three projects back to back and that was mm -hmm. awesome so but uh but anyway to back to the thing so you actually got into um the the acting and, and the wrestling and stuff like that at, shortly after doing the dom stuff yeah um in high school well even before high school i did a lot of acting like theater musical theater like it was just you know part of my background and like a, a little bit of that mixed with my you know athletic background of like dance gymnastics like just love of pro wrestling like theatrics like creating characters like mm -hmm. it's it's all it all makes sense to me so like looking back i'm like this was no accident like this was meant to be like yeah. literally like you know when people are born to do something like i feel like this was really my calling so would you say um, that pro wrestling really kind of jump-started all of that for you absolutely oh man girl yeah. high five for sure <laughs> for sure i watched wrestling i don't know if a lot of my fans know this about me but i watched wrestling for a good decade and i was one of those super marks um that i would go to all of the shows i would like go meet the wrestlers at their signings anywhere they were i was online like you know getting all the scoops and you know, I was I was crazy obsessive. I I'm way more than me. I don't and know. I, that's, yeah. that's hot. And I started. Good score, Santiago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets even better. Yeah, it gets even better. So you know, this was like in the like CompuServe AOL days when oh. the internet wasn't even really big. Right. But people would go online, and there were wrestling chat rooms. Oh my gosh! I didn't even know. About yeah. So, so I had a fantasy wrestling no character, way. and oh my gosh! And I named him Christian Kane. Nice. And he came nice. out to Ozzy Osbourne's "No More Tears." Oh nice. And of course, he had this hot valet, <laughs> and like I would like help write these wrestling matches and interviews and all this stuff, and like it was just so much fun for That's me so to like cool. get into that like character mode and uh -huh. and just create somebody and like you know of course the wrestling thing uh, was fun to just like type out, but. That is a very little known fact about me. It's funny though. For all because, you wrestling fans. Yeah. So. But the thing <laughs> is like the, the current wave of, of problems with people creating profiles and, and you know, like you'll see like, Hey, I'm a female wrestler, check out my photos on Facebook and it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of times it'll be guys pretending to be girls, you know, yeah. so they can get into cyber matches and stuff like that. And that was pretty yeah. rampant back in the days of like M I R C and like the chats and like, mm -hmm. you know, um, God, back when AOL chat started, there was a lot of people oh, who just oh, like, yeah. ask sure. you to do a cyber match. Like, hey, my name is Sabrina. I'm 25 years old. And I'm like, no, you're not. Sure it is. But, you, but Jacqueline was the opposite. Jacqueline was a actual female who was pretending who had a male character, <laughs> which is fantastic. It's that like, is really cool. Yeah, like, so it's like the other, yeah. Counter, mm -hmm. Very counterintuitive. Like, that's super cool. So, um, like, some guy going, like, I can't believe you're a dude. And you're like, I'm not really a dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, so you, um, one of the things I've lamented is that, you know, it took us this long to really be able to work mm -hmm. with each other. Because we'd only done, like, a, like a, I don't even know if I paid you guys for that photo. So, I think we just no. went and, and we had <laughs> sushi and we just, yeah, we just, we just basically yeah, hung out. Yeah, we hung out as friends and but, we had, like, that was seriously one of the best uh weekends of my life and i remember very fondly we were like, very we, we were, were young we were woods. innocent yep. we were new at what we were doing and we we're like this is amazing as i've shared with you guys last night like i think that was my first 
paid video shoot, mm-hmm. like where I got flown out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm somebody, like somebody wants to pay. Oh, me. I had enough money to <laughs> rent a car. I had yeah. enough money to rent a car, and then the guy. I remember the guy was like, "Would you like to upgrade to a um, to a uh, convertible?" And I'm like, uh, "How much more is it?" Like, you know, thirty dollars more a day. And I'm like, "Oh, would I?" Like, I just I felt like I felt like king of the city. And meanwhile, it's Los Angeles. There's like Bentleys and like Rolls right, Royces right, just right. like parked around. But I was I was in this little Mustang with. With like a you know a drop whatever they call it the 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 top and and mm-hmm. I just felt like king of the world. It was, yeah. it was a good it was a good. I think weekend. it was that feeling that we all felt. We were all like just so grateful and stoked to be there. Like it, that's what made it really. Yeah, we were like, can't believe it that <laughs> that this is my work has led me to this. Yeah, you know? exactly. So um, so, so now uh, Nikki is uh, honestly in this. I mean, I don't know if this is going to come across as complimentary or or otherwise, but I think you. I mean, when I first met you, a beautiful girl, uh, very, you know, amazing personality, which you still maintain and have expanded upon. But I honestly think that you look better now. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, you're in, I mean, you're in amazing shape. Your attitude is like, you're, you're, your entire persona is just very positive and like very fun to be around. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely stunning to, 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 to work with and to look at and to shoot. And like Jacqueline feels the same way. A lot of the fans do too. They're just, I mean, you, you've got a huge following. Um, and so it's, it's amazing. Like we were talking about it, I think during one of the, uh, one of our other conversations where it's like this kind of work keeps you young, you know, it mm-hmm. like makes you, it makes you age slower. It's weird. Cause Jack and I get a lot of like accusations of like, you guys are vampires. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's weird. We just really enjoy what we do. No, I really am a vampire. Oh shit. Run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your fingers into the cross. Um, but really, uh, it's it's amazing because we've all like you know people ask me my real age and I tell yeah. them and they're like well, you're fucking crazy and I'm like well I, I think it's you know a combination of a few things like yeah loving what you do is key like I mean nothing ages you worse than stress and just like feeling complacent in life mm. and like just doing the same monotonous thing over and over and like we we created our life that we want, you know, like it's, I think age is a brilliant thing because, you know, like looking back, I'm like, I'm proud of like who I've become. Like mm-hmm. I can honestly say like I took the, you know, like there's always bumps in the road, of course, but like they're all learning experiences and it's all what you take out of those experiences. And they, they could either, you know, they could either be a victim to it or you can, evolve from it so yeah definitely having the right attitude and loving what you do is is yeah gonna keep you young and also we also work in an industry where it is a little bit more um conscious as you get older like body conscious mind conscious and back then when i first started so first of all thank you for the compliment i take it as a compliment because i do feel better overall i can feel healthier like better balanced and just um, assured of myself mm-hmm. whereas like back then you know I was starting out and I was still figuring things out like you know I was young you know maybe drank more than I should have blah 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 <laughs> like I'm just being candid here like, we all. I had a lot less on the line like I didn't care nearly as much and like now like my body is my temple like my mind mm-hmm. is my temple like I choose to surround myself with positive amazing people that only enhance my life and empower me and I want to give that same thing back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I think it's all mindset too. And you started getting into, I mean, like for, I hadn't seen you in a while, and then when I saw you again, I remember Jacqueline was getting back into yoga, or getting mm -hmm. into yoga to begin with, and I remember seeing your pictures, and you mm -hmm. were like, not just practicing yoga, but you were doing like the, the instructor thing, like yeah. you had you know, reached that point, and I remember I told Jacqueline, I'm like, you know, if Nikki comes down, you guys should totally yoga together. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, it, it will happen, but like, it'll happen. <laughs> but I mean, like stuff like that, like made a big impact, I think, on you. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, it, it definitely uh, it changed my life, and yeah, I teach yoga, and I share. It was really a gift that I discovered to me. You know, like I don't say I found yoga; yoga found me. And mm -hmm. like, regardless of you know anything about it or not, like your views on it or not, like it's all like super personal and subjective to the individual and it it changed my life for the better and you know I'm very much about like mind body connection like being grounded and just like overall connected to like this vast universe that we're in mm -hmm. no I agree and it's very I... reflective on per my personality and what I want to give back you know no, I. That's I, why we should all do yoga. We should all do yoga. It'll be a better, the world will be a better place, you guys. My, yeah, my fiance is trying to get me into it, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, give it a shot. I do need to work on my flexibility, actually. So that would be the a good flexibility. Idea. Yeah, it keeps you young. <laughs> yoga but, is just so much more than flexibility, though. It really is. It's, it's, it's like true. I said, Very it's true. mind body. So. Moving on, so we have um, a couple of topics that actually we were discussing earlier that we were going to bring up because it, I think, you know, now there's just three people discussing, it's a little more intimate, we can actually like take our time and speak about it, but one a thing that the fans have asked me a lot, and um, both female and, and male fans uh, of the genre, there's way more male fans, obviously, it's just one of those things, it's just the case. But, you know, females too. Like, I've had women who have approached me on, on emails and said, like, you know, I, I'm really into the wrestling fetish. But my husband's very straight-laced, and, and I don't know how to bridge it to him, you know. Mm -hmm. And same thing with guys too. My, I really like this. I, I like the knockout stuff. But I, I, my, my wife, I don't think, will even consider role-playing. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Uh, so I'm not going to get into that because that's just that's a whole lot of storytelling that, you know, it's anecdotal. But what I do want to get into is we were talking about the approach – because it is called Wrestling Fetish, the podcast. we got to talk about it. And um, mm -hmm. one thing that I find very interesting is a female versus male approach to developing a fetish and, and how society uh, uh, accepts that or doesn't. You know, like, and to clarify, uh, we were talking about it, I think, last night over, over food, and we just said, like, you know, when, when a woman, you ask a woman what her fetish is, it's kind of vague a little bit. Sometimes mm -hmm. it'll just be like, oh, you know, I kind of like... A little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and then maybe some of this, or or surprise me, you know, like I've gotten that before. Mm -hmm. But then you ask a guy who's very being candid what his fetish is, and they will just give you an exact, a very exact reply. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I was gonna bring that to you too. Oh, no. I was like, let me give you some more wine. Um, <laughs> gonna pour some wine for this. Conversation. For those who are uh, listening in, uh, this is a conversation fueled by wine because we've been working for <laughs> two two days straight nonstop. Um, so yeah, so you just told us a story that was awesome, like in terms of like, you just developed this kind of taste for mm -hmm. uh, ordering people around. Mm -hmm. uh, but like a lot of women that I've talked to, they, a lot of women I, I've found have had problems kind of identifying what they really, really want in bed or sure. like as a, as a role playing thing. 
but others don't even have it. Others don't even care. They just like I don't think I ever developed a fetish. Whereas a lot of men, they just go straight to it. Like when, you know, when I was twelve, I watched Wonder Woman, and she mm-hmm. got chloroformed by an evil German man. From that point on, I've been into superheroines, into what superheroines were, into chloroform, into knockouts, mm-hmm. into superhero movies, and it just becomes this big trigger. So I, I was gonna ask you guys. You know, I'm outnumbered right now, so it's two lovely females and me. But like in terms of fetish, like does it? spring up differently for you than you would say it, it does for guys? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with that too. And I've been doing sessions for, gosh, I started in 2000, so again, dating me. So yeah, 16 years mm-hmm. that I've been doing scenes like this. And I've had you know people come in as newbies that were not really sure what they wanted, but mm-hmm. they had some sort of inkling of like the feeling that they wanted to create, but they didn't really know exactly how to get there. So I've had to act of act as their guide in a way oh. and like help create that with them and it's turned positive. Um, but I've also had the other side of the spectrum where like and these would go back to I have a lot of regulars and oftentimes with them I do the same scene over and over again and I love my regulars. I'm not saying anything yeah, about yeah, yeah. this, but it's it's interesting that like there's no deviation from that. Like they just they really want to have that same exact scene Experience. over and over because it obviously evokes something for them and it triggers something for them. So I've been on both sides of the spectrum, and I'm just speaking from a male perspective here. But it's interesting, like this topic, um, because. Again, I can, it, there's a, on one side of the spectrum, it's like even with the newbies, they're like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I want to like explore, I want to create this, and they're kind of just figuring it out as they go along, which is awesome. Yeah, I know. no, no, that's great, and like, um, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's a very common thing. I get asked a lot too, like, well, how much of what you do, sleeper kid, are you actually personally interested in, and mm-hmm. and how much of that do you want to keep shooting? Because I, I don't, I, I try not to do that. Like if people who shoot their own fetish, I think um, it becomes dangerously repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was yeah. a guy, there was a guy we knew, I'm not going to name names, there was a guy we knew out of, uh, I think like middle, I'm not going to even say the state because people know who right, it is. Right, right, right. But this guy just I shot, yeah, is. this guy shot <laughs> yeah. the same scene over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And it was the but, same scenario. Common. It was like, I think it was just belly punching. It was belly punching, belly punching, belly punching. Mm-hmm. Usually with two girls, sometimes with three, but it was the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Usually using the same actresses. So 60 videos in, and he contacts me, and it's like, why, why, why do you think I'm, my, my stuff isn't selling very well? And I, I just said, like, hey, dude, it's, I, you're shooting the same thing, you know? And so there's this repetition. So I, I get asked that a lot, but, like, just to be, you know, to be candid, since you're being so candid, too, um, my personal fetishes do include female combat, yeah. uh, all forms, all types, you know, not just wrestling. I love the martial arts stuff. I love the spy versus spy stuff. I love what Jacqueline does. Like, mm-hmm. I was a fan of hers before I met her. Yeah, um, me, well, me too. The knockout mm-hmm. stuff, you know, the, the, the female dominance in terms of like, you know, the big bad girl versus the, the tiny, you know, mm-hmm. unassuming, you know, like, hey, I'm here to wrestle and she gets destroyed. Stuff like that. Those kind of storylines I love. You know, that's why we, we're known for like the, the, we have the bruisers who just de- defeat these, these little girls. Uh, and uh, like, you know, well, you wrestled tiny the other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo. That's a prime example of, of like six foot nine monster versus like, <laughs> so ah. awesome. what? she beat him. It was amazing. Oh, sh- oh yeah, wait, that's oh, right. Shoot. We can't give away the ending. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but going back to that. So like it, it like I find that it's, you know, 
my question really into Jacqueline too is like, do you guys find that when you talk to other women about fetishes, are they more vague and more general about it? Um, I, and again, like you have like your perception. Um, I speaking for myself. Yeah. Like I, I can say it because I don't have a defined fetish. And like, even back when I was like 16, 17, mm-hmm. like ordering my neighbor kid around, like there were times where I would just change the scene up and like tie him up to my bed, you know, like it was really just getting in that mindset. Um, and having him do something at my will, like maybe that's my fetish. Like it's something, it's not very specific where it like has to be the same thing. And it's, yeah, it's very, like like all my sessions and when I do sessions, my favorite part about it, it's like, yes, I love to wrestle. Yes, I love pro wrestling. Yes, I love grappling. I have favorite holds and stuff. But really, truly, what I love about it the most is like the psychological aspect mm-hmm. and getting in the space of who my opponent is. So whether it's on video or like in a session, I just like that like power connection. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my fetish. Okay. So maybe that's a little bit more broad and vague, and maybe women connect maybe more on that level where it is like a more mental space and then like the physical space. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm curious. To I, I think that yeah, I think that's the case. I mean, Jacqueline, do you have any? No, I I agree, and and there definitely has to be like a, a chemistry there, no matter you know how much of a chemistry you're looking for. There has to be some sort of connection. Like mentally and, and physically and I mean I guess that's the thing about like women and their quote unquote fetishes. It's it's more just like things we like and that we can we can manipulate and turn into what we want it to be. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. And also you have to really I know I have a friend who's who reminds me of who uh, used to remind me of this all the time. Which is that the word fetish itself has been kind of softened over the years. Because, sure, uh, that was me that said that. No, no, was, before yeah. that, before yeah. that, I've had people oh. have told me the same thing. Um, and uh, I think <laughs> it was actually our, our buddy Photono who long, long ago mentioned, he's like, you know, well, you know, fetish is technically something that has to be present in order for that person to truly enjoy physical contact. Yeah. So let's yeah. say there's a guy who can only reach climax if you're wearing a certain kind of pantyhose or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. wearing a certain kind of outfit mm-hmm. or saying certain things mm-hmm. or certain trigger words. And mm-hmm. th- that's literally what a fetish is. And people have diluted the word. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh, yeah, I have such a shoe fetish. You know, something like that. The word fetish has been kind of thrown around a lot, but really it has to, it, it's someone else that has to be present. So, mm-hmm. like, even I, I, I think I, I use the word fetish too probably because, like, I don't really need X to be there in order sure. to reach but it's fun to have it there, you know? Sure. So it's a weird sure. thing now. It's actually has become like very like generalized in terms of what it is. But, sure. but on top of that, it's led to things like fetish con and like, you know, frolic con, like all these, these great conventions and get yeah, together. It, it opens like up the possibility just for, uh, to be free to explore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like the word on a broad term. I think it's great. And it opens up, like I said, people, it allows the freedom to just try new things mm-hmm. instead of being so super specific because that can be intimidating and may not speak to many people, That's you true. know, if they don't have like, quote unquote, like a very specific regime of like, you know, interests yeah. or 
None mm-hmm. of what fetish. That makes sense. So. And uh, and like I said, it's it's and some of them are so exact. It's it's scary. Not scary, but not scary. But they, they do what they want. It's startling. Know? Yeah, to it's, to it's... see what the exactness of it is. And mm-hmm. and I never. And that's one thing I, I definitely want to tell people who are listening is like I would never judge anyone for what they're into because you really yeah. have control over that. Exactly. There's a certain thing that happens when you're a certain age. It sticks with you, and that's that's it. Sure. You know, it's. It's like, yeah, it's like, like a barnacle. It's like, it clamps onto you and that's pretty much there with you, you know? And that's okay. And it doesn't matter what the nature of it is. I mean, some of it I, I don't understand because obviously I don't come from that viewpoint, but like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever look down on somebody and say, you know, like, get out of my house because you are into this and I'm not into it. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not like, you know, day to day, you just bring that with you everywhere. I <laughs> mean, true. it doesn't define <laughs> you as a oh, person. Oh man, Randy's <laughs> coming over. He's going to bring his crazy fetishes with him. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's peeing in the corner again. Damn it, Randy. <laughs> Damn it, Randy. There's trees outside, but he loves concrete. That southwest corner of my house. Yes. He can only pee while facing Mecca. Uh, and yeah. Um, Damn it, Randy. <laughs> Um, but there are some things that are that exact and it's crazy. Yes, and I, I, I love that about fetish too. It's just like you, you just run across the best stories because people like, especially uh-huh. models and session wrestlers, <laughs> like, and you know what? I'll even feel this to you because, um, I, you've done tons of sessions. You've done, uh-huh. uh, you've worked with a lot of different companies. Uh-huh. Um, and you obviously don't have to identify anybody, but one of the questions we asked last time that got a huge response was the, what is the craziest thing you were asked to do? that you did do, and then what's the craziest thing that you've uh, you've been asked to do that you flat out refused? Refused to do. Uh, Well, I'll I'll say the one I refused to do. Like, I have my hard limitations, and it's any sort of racial play. I just Mm. won't go there. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm with you on that. This is so just not my personality. Oh, I I saw that for the first time happen at FetCon. So it was like... A room full of people, all this stuff was going on, everybody's just like being themselves, their their beautiful kinky selves. And then all of a sudden I see this this tiny little gorgeous Asian like girl. Asian girl. She was dressed like a like a geisha. And she had a guy on a, a leash and collared and he was on the ground. Like uh, honestly, like at first sight I was like, no big deal. And then I looked at the guy and it was a black guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in slave like like garb and he was in shackles and I looked at it and like did a double take and I'm like not cool with this at all like I I probably looked at them and like with a face of horror <laughs> and then like ran to the other side of the room because I'm like that I, might be part of the fetish you know probably. Yeah, the shock actually, factor the shock factor probably yeah probably yeah that, I, I, just, I took I a picture I was I was actually I took a picture of it uh at some point I'll show it to you but like I remember I took a picture of it because I was just like this can't be really happening mm-hmm. and and actually initially when I when I saw the girl I was like oh, what a beautiful geisha costume mm-hmm. so I wanted to take a picture of her and then suddenly I see to the left there's the guy and he's mm-hmm. in, in shackles and he's wearing the tattered clothing and he looks like like a plantation slave and I was like are you really and like people were just kind of like yeah you know and like I said no one's getting hurt, you know. Right. No, but at the right. same time, part of you goes like, "Okay, that's something I would never." Yeah, I think it's important in. to have your boundaries and like you're just like, 
like no judgments it's just like mm-hmm. not something I'm comfortable doing and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say that right now I'm sorry I don't want to do it hey <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are gonna blast Nikki Fierce Nikki Fierce like, what you won't do racial play <laughs> well there goes my $5.99 for this clip um, is there anything that you've been asked to do that you did that, oh, yeah. that you were um, like that you actually did gosh, do it start, I have so many stories I don't even know where to start I'll um, pick, pick one at random I'm just gonna pick one at random <laughs> uh, it, it was an animal play and it was so it, this was back in my dungeon that I worked at when mm. we were doing a role play and, and like I just loved the scenario like you want me to do what and mind you I'm super young like <laughs> full of life <laughs> I'm just like so full of life um but it was an animal play and we had to reenact like different animals and like at one point I was a horse and I was like stomping my foot on the ground and yeah like, like I had a whip in my hand and ah, like he wanted to hear the crack of the whip and he wanted to hear me and like and stomp my shoes on the floor and turn into a different animal and like we would just go back and forth and like it, wow. it was the longest hour of my That's... life but, yeah. but but it was at the same time really fun and like you have those moments where you're like, this is my life right now. This is just amazing. This is actually, this is actually, <laughs> I mean, like, this what? is actually happening. This is really happening. I can't write this shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And I, I, you know what, in spite of, of what people might think, like I'm still, I would consider kind of a babe in the woods when it comes to a lot of the things. Yeah, right? and I just want to preface, and that was all it was. Like it was, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was it. And great God. time, you know, just laughed and like just <laughs> I remember the f- first time I saw, uh, it was a fetish con like uh, four or five years ago. It was uh, actually the year before I met Jacqueline. There was uh, the pony play people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And since then, I've met people who do pony play and, and the, I guess you can call it horse play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and they're great. I mean, they're awesome. I, I, I think it's, it's awesome. But, you know, now looking back, when I first encountered it, I had no idea what I was looking at. Now, there was no right. frame of reference. And yeah. I remember there was like three or four people and they were dressed up like they had the horses, the bridles, the, the, the things at the top, the bridles, the, uh, all the leather. And they were just decked out and they were like pulling a little cart around. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's a lot of dedication. And then we were sitting uh, out back and people were having cigarettes and there was the, the, the pony crew. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy who had this tail kind of hanging out and, and this lady that we were hanging out with just kind of reached in and yanked on it. Oh boy. <laughs> and I remember the guy's face, man, I can't forget that expression. It was just like, ah! like well, no. Oh, and the lady who was with him turned around and pointed, but hey, you don't, you don't want to do that. That's inside of him. You know, and I was still, like I said, very much like inside of a, oh shit. Yeah. It's a butt plug with a horse tail attached to it. I had no idea that that's how, you know, I thought maybe they just like strapped it on or whatever mm-hmm. or some tape or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no, I'm, I'm, I was such a baby. Um, and it just tickled me because I was just like, that is dedication. Like oh. that is like, you're going to wear a tail? No, I'm going to make sure that I'm wearing that tail. Like uh-huh. it's not going, if someone tries to steal it, I'm going to That's notice. not going anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so like stuff like that, I just love telling those stories because it's just like people always fire back with their own or whatever but mm-hmm. so um so okay so we, we covered that so you said yeah so we did the, the animal play uh Jacqueline anything particular I, I don't know if we already fielded this with you but did we ever talk about something that you were asked to do where you just said no not gonna happen uh we did talk about this on the last podcast but I don't think you did. actually got to reply oh uh, yeah we no we talked about it on the last podcast and I mentioned the one uh, with the arm hair and the machine gunning. Oh. But then you and I were talking about it again at some point, and there was there was one thing that 
came to mind and I'm like, oh, how did I not remember hmm. what it was? And now I'm trying to think of it and I can't, <laughs> uh, I can't remember it again. Um, uh, this portion of the podcast brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I've been asked, like, I think I, I told, I told my story of the thing that we, where I was asked to do and it was just horrifying. Oh, not horrifying, but it was just, it threw me at the time. But like, I've been asked to do something. Actually, I have a thing called the SKW email of the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll get, I see that. Occasionally but... someone will send like, and it's almost like, it's, it's not the wrestling fans that do this. It's people who stumble across my site, I'm assuming. And then they'll just go like, I'll send this guy this custom request. Mm -hmm. But it's like they don't even look at my site to see what I will and will not do. Right, right. So I had a guy who was like, you know, started off pretty good. It was like, okay, this this big girl defeats a smaller girl in like pro wrestling. Okay, that works. We do that. We have some we have some powerful girls. And then at the end, like she starts putting barbecue sauce on the girl's foot. And I'm like, what? And then like basically we have to imply that she eats her alive. Like mm. cannibalism, okay. you know, okay. cannibal play, okay. and I just it I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was yeah. like, I can't. We don't do like we don't do like hardcore necro. We don't do anything sure. like that. Sure. So I was like, I you know, and then at the end, like she's having sex with her remaining body parts, and I'm like, oh. okay, well, yeah. yeah, you know. So there was a lot of stuff where I just had to be like, God, no, just so far gone from yeah. like the content that you do, and once you open that door, that's there the problem. You go. Yeah, it's like it's awesome. almost like someone. You know, calls you and says, like, can I get four new tires for my, you know, Pontiac? And you're like, do you even know what I do for a living? Like, this is not even close to what I do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we do get that a lot. But, um, but anyway, going back to you. Uh, so you have shot uh, with us this, um, actually, I, that's a good question. Um, and oh, I remember what it was. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> okay. So it's actually not even that that weird but i know the way we were talking about it and bringing it up was like thinking like yeah that that's a little bizarre so there was a a guy i used to do customs for and he wanted me to go to pay phones pick up the phone listen to the dial tone and start pushing the buttons on the phone mm. Mm. and he wanted to hear the dial tone and just me pushing buttons Mm -hmm. And then, like, I would hang up and then, like, pick it up again and then, like, hear nothing and then keep pushing on the buttons. So no dialogue at all? No, yeah. not really. He wasn't interested in dialogue. It yeah. was just the, the... The macro shots of the hand pushing the buttons? Yep. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I and I had to shoot one of those because uh, mm -hmm. she, she explained it to me. And, I, and, of course, me being, you know, I was like, well, you know, like, really? Like, is there anything else besides? No, just... Mm -hmm. Just fingers uh, oh and gosh, touchdown. I just, I just and... thought of another one. <laughs> oh! Well, we have time, oh, man, so please, oh, please do. Gosh, like this is a very, very, very old client of mine um, from also back from back in the day. And just, uh, Jacqueline, you just spawned this memory, like how specific it was. And like, same thing with this. Like, yeah. there wasn't a lot of dialogue, it was more the physicality of it. And like, same session over and over. And like, it would be a 20 minute session. And it would start off, like, the first 10 minutes was, like, he would buy the, the dom a pack of cigarettes. At the time, I did smoke cigarettes. And he just wanted his feet to be burned by, like, the end of the cigarette over and over. So you would do that, and he would, like, scream and yell, and, like, he would do it again. And he would react. And then once the cigarette was out, you put it out mm. on his heel. Mm. It always had to be the heel, right? 
And then that was the first part of the session. The sec second part of the session was smoking a real cigarette. Well, that, those were both real cigarettes, but the second cigarette, lying on his stomach, smoking a cigarette and blowing the smoke in his face. Okay. And he would just like, same reaction, just like scream and yell, stop, blah, blah, blah. But like, you pinned him down, you smoked and you blew the smoke in his face. Yeah. And I had seen this guy for... These are private sessions. Y yes, okay. yes. And this was also the first dungeon that I worked at. Um, so many of the girls, he wouldn't just see me, like, exclusively. He would see a lot of the girls. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, who knows who's listening to this and might be like, oh, that guy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Roger. I mean, it's Randy. Fuck it, Randy. God damn it, Randy. <laughs> so that might happen. Hey, but, uh, I like that guy anyway. God, Randy, he can't take you anywhere, man. <laughs> so I, I was seeing him for a few years at this point, and, like, finally, I'm like, you know, I kind of... I'm curious about this. So as I was getting to know him, um, he would share a little bit more. And again, going back to how fetishes potentially originate and like sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes it's super specific as we've been discussing. And for this guy, obviously, it was very specific. Yeah. And just very candid out here. Like he was the one that shared with me. And he was like, you know, it, it brings me back to when I was a child. And... His mother uh, was a waitress and in a like a diner and he, she would often bring him to the diner with her her and work like late night shifts and you know just again being very candid and mm -hmm. he was sharing with me like um, her co-workers would just smoke cigarettes this was gosh knows like maybe the 70s or the 80s mm -hmm. or however old he was and like mm -hmm. would smoke cigarettes both smoke in his face and sometimes put cigarettes out on him what yeah so I'm, I'm just once again relaying this so no, 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 yeah. he was recreating something from his past that was so powerful and triggers you know triggers something you know and what may seem as very traumatizing for him like he, it was very healing and why he wanted and to create that over And that's there. a beautiful thing about that particular kind of fetish. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that was a good urination. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful urination. Uh, uh, Randy, oh, God damn it. God damn it, Randy. Southwest corner. <laughs> Randy just snuck in. He's a mute, by the way, Randy. Yeah, that's mm. his fetish. He doesn't like to talk. But um, there is something strangely and dark, like, well, strangely, strangely and dark. Strange and dark about, um, uh, sorry, strange and dark and beautiful about, you know, being able to take something that was so painful when you were totally. younger and like turning it into something that's cleansing and, and almost that's, becomes that's, a source of your pleasure. That's why I always viewed this as a positive thing when I was doing Like, I've never felt like weird or dirty about it because it is, you know, doing something, it's evoking something, it is on a certain level, like calming and healing towards somebody and like using him as a prime example like him sharing that it's like yeah. wow like that's mm -hmm. you know like child abuse and like into, traumatizing but whatever, but he turned it into something he turned it into something you know that that worked for him and it was his process of dealing with it like so that's just really really interesting to me and why i appreciate this industry and i do think, so much i think that's a good way to put it um in that, not block my own voice here, uh, that psychologically, uh, it's, it's almost like a psychological double-edged sword where like, mm -hmm. you know, if you experience something pleasurable at a certain age that you think is very sexy and then it becomes ingrained in you as a fetish, that's great. It happens a lot. It happens to everybody. But if 
sometimes it, it looks like the brain can kind of take something horrible, turn it on its side and make it something that you can maybe gain pleasure from in order to kind of like almost cleanse Mm-hmm. cleanse it or you know put a you know, like a mental band-aid on it but it, it's that's pretty intense like when you when you go through something that that painful and you can turn it into something that you derive pleasure from it it, it does seem like it's a psychological defense mechanism mm-hmm. and uh, I have a friend who shall remain nameless and he, he likes getting kicked in the nuts like just ball busting which is actually becoming a very common mm-hmm. fetish it's up there with feet at this point like ball busting is, sure. is there's, it's everywhere there's balls everywhere. There's balls everywhere. <laughs> oh, damn it, Randy. Oh, Randy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and, but I remember... Um, this episode, Randy. Randy. And so, uh, yeah, that'll be a, damn it, Randy, volume two. And so, uh, but I remember I heard the story as to, like, one of the girls that was doing the ball busting told me what, what happened. And, and it was one of those things where it was like, well, when he well, was... Well, I asked him. That too. But before that, I found out as well. But it was like, I found out that... When he was young, um, he had a crush on a girl, and they got into like a little play fight, and you know she accidentally kind of hit him, you know, mm-hmm. in the nuts, and and at that point, I guess it, in his brain, it just merged all those factors into one unifying thing. Like, oh my god, this is my first kind of sexual experience. I'm totally. getting to play play around this girl I have each crush on, and here comes this other you know thing that that happened. And well, it it was a moment because yeah. He had a huge crush on this girl, and like you know, she'd never paid any attention to him, mm-hmm. and this was the first time that she did. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and that so, makes se- perfect sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, so from it's that just, point, it's kind of like an unfortunate thing though, because you really gotta like the feeling of getting kicked in the nuts, and like I don't have balls, obviously, but I can imagine it's very I, painful. I don't think anyone really likes the feeling of getting kicked in the nuts. I think it's everything else that comes with it. Yeah. Like, everything that happens up here cerebrally, mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. Like physically, I don't know. Like. I hope people write in, they're like, I like getting kicked in my balls, because I want to know if you really do. Physically, <laughs> like, let me know. Oh, but you're going to get a flood I, of I, emails. I, I want to know this, but I think it's all the mental aspect of yeah. it, more than anything. All right, so you guys have heard that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to oh, no. uh, send a, you know, send me info, let us know uh, why you get you know enjoy getting kicked in the nuts, because it is something that I, I'm obviously, you know, as a person who does not enjoy the feeling in any which way, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be very inter- interested to find out what it yeah. is that you like about it because, like, holy shit, that's like that's like I I remember playing softball in high school, like, like you know, during PE, your teacher would ask you to do whatever, uh, and I had a someone hit the ball, I missed it, it grazed, Ooh. it grazed my my yeah. my scrotum, like not even a direct hit, yeah, it just grazed oh, it. God, it just sounds I, pain- as a female, I'm like, oh, and I was just <laughs> reaching down to get the ball. Your and ball? No, no. Did your ball fall out? No, no. To get the actual, the actual game ball. So I, remember I went to go grab it, and then as I went to go throw it back, it this wave of pain hit me then. And it was just a great. It's like it was one of those things where it just took like a good 15 seconds for your body to realize that you've been injured. Yeah. I Ooh. felt like throwing up. I mean, it just yeah. felt like this massive, painful mm-hmm. ball in your you know, solar well, the, plexus. The, there's a difference between the session guy that's like going to stand in front of somebody throwing a baseball at him or like one of those like automatic yeah. things like where they're like baseball uh, versus hiring somebody or being in session with somebody that creates a scene and like 
you know, kicks him in the balls or however that is played out. Like a huge difference there. So again, I really it's it's I think it's either like ninety five to a hundred percent like just psychological. Yeah. And I think when it comes to fetish, uh it's timing too. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, how old were you when this happened? Oh, this is when you were developing sexually, you know, or sure. there's something even pre-sexual that you remember as, yeah, that happened and you, yeah. you carried it with you to that term. Well, when you develop your personality, like there's, there's points in your life that are like huge moments and like, you know, between the ages of like zero to three is when like a, a first moment of your life will like start to develop your personality, whether it's mundane or whether it's like deemed as like traumatic, like however you view that. And then in adolescence and then again, and I'm sorry, again, like, um, yeah, like early adolescence, like five through 10 and mm-hmm. then like, and then reaching kind of puberty era, you know, there's points in your life that like you can recall certain moments yeah. that start to develop who you are as a personality and like how you react to things and like develop things that are so either deeply seated where you can't quite consciously recognize them or again know exactly what you want and why you want it you Mm -hmm. know no that's very true and it it is short-sighted to say that it's just one event because it's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that mix in together totally it could be your mother's attitude towards you versus what kind of pantyhose you saw some girl wear on TV, totally. you know, and align that with, you know, your father, your your friends, you know, things mm-hmm. that happened to you when you had your first sexual awakening, and then these all combine into different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had friends who were into things that, um, I think when we, we talked about this earlier. Oh, I have uh, something to say too, but keep going. Uh, I've got something I know, to say. I know, so good. This conversation's so uh, good. <laughs> 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 that's why I was like, the first podcast, I was like, we're going to do this for 60 minutes. We were like, that's too long. And then I was like, no, wait, no, is it over? But uh, but that I think I lost my train of thought. No, but we were talking about like uh, you know all these things that they combine and, and they lead to this fetish or, or whatever it is. But I've had friends who have had fetishes that um, and, and you know and we've actually acted on a few of those. You know, Jacqueline does some stuff like we did a thing today where um, you guys did a gunfight, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like it was like, I guess you can call it um, what do they call it necro, uh, was like a death fetish. But like mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a wide variety of that, you know, and like what you guys were doing was very like tongue in cheek, film noir, kind of like no blood. It was very mm-hmm. like playful, very sexy. So mm-hmm. you guys, so there's that side of it too. We have, and I have a couple of friends that like, like strangulation fetish and they like the yeah. whole idea of, of someone getting choked out or even choked to quote death end quote, mm-hmm. but they handle the material in a very tasteful way. Uh, and, and even then I can't, I can't, you know, diss on them because I know that that deep inside they don't want to kill anybody. Right. You course. know that it's just something that they saw when they were young. It's totally it's, healthy actually. It, like, yeah, it's like, very good way to deal do with it. Do what you need to do to like not be a crazy person. <laughs> there was one guy who uh, we do gun we do gunfights at Secret Kids World too where we have like uh, the plastic guns and we have like, mm-hmm. the girls getting shot and they'll do the like oh you got me kind of thing and mm-hmm. uh, this one guy even told me like he saw some old Italian spaghetti western where it was uh, oh, uh, two women about to draw on each other, and like you know, mm-hmm. one of them like outdrew the other and shot her in the stomach, and it was this big long drawn mm-hmm. out like I, you know, speaking in Italian, dubbed into bad English, mm-hmm. and he said like that was that was it, like I just I didn't care what the girl was wearing as long as she gets shot in the stomach and she does the whole like oh you got me oh you bitch you know and yeah. then she she yeah. falls down and the other girl stands over her. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I can't, I can't. Kind of reminded me of like what we shot today, the last clip we shot today, which was the necro clip. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, my childhood when we would get together. We would see something that we liked on television, mm -hmm. which this is exactly what happened in the movie, by the way. Coming yeah. soon to VelvetFantasies.com. <laughs> Sponsored by. It'll be called Bang Bang Kiss Kiss. <laughs> bang Bang Kiss Kiss. Or Bang Kiss. Bang Kiss Bang Kiss. It's called Damn It Randy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, it, it's a very real life scenario that I, I feel like I've had as a as a younger, well, maybe even as a child, like watching something that you know you saw on television, hanging out with your your girlfriend, and you're like, oh my god, that was so cool, mm -hmm. and like let's act it out, and that's mm -hmm. what we did. Of course, like what we were doing, you know, was a little bit more like you know sexy and adult because we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were born this way. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, oh, he's taking. Photos. I'm taking a picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it right now. I'm gonna say last minute. You guys can ask questions yeah. now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. But what well, you were saying, so yeah, and, and that I did I did get that from what you were doing is that it was very much like oh my god, we just saw this on TV and it was so much fun and mm -hmm. it was kind of sexy. Can we please role play it? But as a child or as a teenager, like that was, I remember we would have well, wrestling matches in my backyard. I'm the same way. That's awesome. <laughs> how I got into wrestling. Like I would see something on TV. I'm like, I want to reenact that. Like, yeah. and we did the best we could, but we're like, oh, like, because you don't know the moves and right, you're like, right, trying to yeah. be safe. It was, yeah. it was definitely super, like, not that it's, it's fantasy anyway, but yeah. Without the, the brutality of it, you Just know, making a lot of like noises and being like, okay, and yeah, now I got you in this, and I'm gonna do this to you, and you're gonna react like that. Yeah, like from a female perspective, like it was again the psychological aspect. It wasn't the fact that I was getting pulled like this way or like even doing that. It was the fact that I was like able to get into this crazy mindset and like reenact mm -hmm. something that like like I was, you know, so fueled by. But not even understanding why, like it was just so interesting to me. Like it was like kind of like off the beaten path. Like it was fun. It was mm -hmm. organic. It was like strong and powerful and just cool. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. I agree. And there there is that. And and one of the things that I I remember uh, myself. I remember we used to play cops and robbers and, and do the mm -hmm. cowboys and Indians mm -hmm. thing because you're you know as a kid. I'm still of the age now where even as a kid there was no internet, you know, there was no like none of that. So you had to go back and actually play, you know, in the mud with sticks. And I remember there was uh, we would do these things where like uh, like a couple of girls that we knew would would be like uh, Indians and we were the cowboys hunting them through the woods, you yeah. know. And I remember like the girls were like very good at acting out like you know attacks like oh I got you boom boom boom. Yeah. And then like the girls would be guarding like a tree trunk or something and like you could sneak up behind them and like you know. Like, like do a punch, like a really horrible looking punch, and then they would have to like re react to it. But then later on in oh life, oh my god, yeah, like we used to play, we called it war. Yeah, war. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so like we would all have our little bases that we would stay at. Yeah. People mm -hmm. would team up against each other, and like you know, like stab them in the back, and like they'd have to go through the whole like. You know, death scene. Yeah, you'd have thing. to react. It's kind of like LARPing, like yeah, live action role play now, where you can stab somebody. They yeah. have to do it like a. Uh, it's but it's the same thing that we're talking about. We all did that organically in our own right. You know, like we saw something that inspired us, that triggered something within us. So it's like everything that we're talking about now, and like just bringing a fantasy to life, like 
there's something about that that's like stemmed from somewhere yes. and like maybe they're not able to do that anymore like it's not accessible yeah so this is their way of creating yeah that. like the you know um, robin accounting can't go and pretend to you know shoot girls in the forest it's just not going to happen but like but right. randy <laughs> randy fuck randy randy doesn't, give a, randy doesn't care <laughs> randy doesn't give a fuck can't invite that guy anywhere but um the um uh uh so when i was mid career doing super good stuff remember i was actually in my first apartment like over my second apartment was a townhouse and i had a, a bedroom and had a huge uh floor space and i put a red mat on the bottom and, like i actually i shot pro wrestlers in that room i'm actually ashamed at this point don't be because i was start somewhere <laughs> <laughs> now I, I look back on it and i go like all oh, these girls showed up thinking they were going to like be in a ring and here's this guy with like a bedroom that's got like a, a desk and like a mat on the <laughs> Well, look at you now. It's well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Right. I did something right, but like, uh, so I had a, I had this vision one night, and, and Jacqueline has them too. Jacqueline will be in the shower. She'll be, she'll have a dream, and she'll be like, I know what I want to shoot today. Yeah. You know, like I, I got this great idea, and they're always great. And I had this moment where I was like, that game you play when you're a kid, you know, like war, you know, mm -hmm. and and one of the things that was to me sexy about it was the sentry guard. That had no idea that she was going to get attacked by a ninja or something. Mm -hmm. So it's always like those those movies where it's like you know tons of like sentries and they're usually male. But in my head, it's like flipping them female. Like these girls in like cute little outfits, not necessarily sexy, but just cute. You know, they have their their guns out. They're kind of walking around and just patrolling. And then this other sexy girl in a in a in a black suit sneaks up and does like a karate chop or a neck mm -hmm. pinch or even like something more deadly or like a neck That's snap. So awesome. And <laughs> and then like. Yes. Make sure she's out, drags her away. And so I told my friend Harmony... It sounds like many of my videos. Exactly, like, but... Uh-huh. But, but that's how you're but I'm getting, But I honestly think... And, 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 and this is something I think that I... I think that I started. If someone else can... If, if fans, if you listen to this and you think someone did it before me, please let me know because I would totally give that person credit. But I think I started the Century Girl thing. Because mm -hmm. our first video, and I had I had my bedroom. I had a girl. There was a doorway, and she just was just pacing back and forth. Yeah. With a little gun, and I would sneak up behind her, and we'd repetitively do these little scenes where I do a karate chop, neck pinch, sleeper hold, yeah, uh, syringe, which at the time was like I, I think I had a pen. And I just that. Those are deadly. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> like the little quick neck snaps, and then carry her away or drag her away. And I did this short little clip, and it was like something called like Century Girls or whatever, or Deal mm -hmm. Deal the Century or whatever. And uh, and and it, it caught on, so I did more and more and more of them, and they mm -hmm. become a thing now. Like I've seen other producers do them, yeah. And and I'm okay with that. Like I like I love it because I think it's great. Like to see like something that you created grow up. But like I said, if I'm wrong. And someone else has done this before me. Please let me know. I, yeah. I, I know I cannot lay claim to the toy gun stuff because that's been going on since like the eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think I, I think SKW might have created the Century Girl thing, uh, cool. which is basically a girl who's standing there, yeah. and another girl sneaks up and takes her out. And mm -hmm. uh, and I'm very proud of that. Wow. But, but I think it all stems from that that thing where you're playing as a kid. You're like, oh, you know, cowboys and Just Indians. Just recreating back, yeah. that, like something that you already organically did, but like it stuck with you and like lived through you and like. And it connected with other people as well. Yeah, like, I had people who would write so me, badass. and there was a there was a girl who wrote me. I think her name was like Katrina or something. And she was like, I used to play uh, war. I used to play. Like, they should call it bases. Bases because mm -hmm. you have two bases and you have to like mm -hmm. find each other in the woods and like mm -hmm. she lived like I don't know in England but they had forests that these these kids yeah. played in and like she was just like oh my god I remember you know being like twelve or thirteen and like having a 
a guy or another girl on the opposite team take me down and I thought it was so exciting yeah. but at the time you know you don't your brain isn't computed as sexual they just think it's like oh this is ooh I'm getting this exhilaration and then when you turn mm. you know 14, 15, 16 and you're like oh my god that's, that's part of my can we play war again? <laughs> I know, you're like at someone's wedding, like, hey, Barbara. Hey, Randy. Go get Randy from the corner. <laughs> and let's play war. So um, let's move on. Uh, I think we're going to move on to some questions because I think the fans felt like they were slighted last time because we got oh. so into the conversation. Yeah, we just yeah. kind of like, oh, by the way, fans. And we love you guys, by the way. Um, I, I'm doing this mostly really for you. Um, I don't like the sound of my own voice, but I know that you guys like to hear these stories and like to see what's going on behind the scene. And uh, that's why I drink wine when I do this. Uh, and I'm not alone, actually. Well, well, <laughs> actually, uh, here's, here's a toast, guys, to the fans. To the fans. Yes. Thank you, fans. We love you guys so much. We would be love nowhere you. without any of you, exactly. so thank you so much. Yeah, we would just be playing war. <laughs> That's all we'd be doing. Just yep. 30, 35 year olds in the backyard. <laughs> um, so, possible podcast with Nikki Fierce is our special guest later. Please submit your questions now. Uh, first question is from Riff. God damn it, Riff. <laughs> oh, Riff. You and Randy that need to leave. <laughs> Uh, Riff Erosicus Riff, 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 Riff. Oh stop it Anyway Riff uh, Nikki Fierce Your favorite move Or hold Ooh, ooh, ooh. Alright um, So don't think I'm cheating But I'm gonna give My favorite pro style move And I'm gonna give My favorite no, that's, not, that's not cheating Grappling move Cause <laughs> I do both By the way mm-hmm. <laughs> um, My favorite pro style Styling move uh, we actually did not do, and it takes extreme. Exp- uh, oh yeah, is that it? No, uh, that is one of my favorites. And is it? it? Did, is it? Is it your favorite? The Hurt Karana. Yes, that's yeah. my favorite. Absolutely. That I that I can't do because I just don't have the physical <laughs> capability. Oh my god! So let's break it down. Your favorite one that you can do, and your favorite one that you can't do. Okay, well, my favorite one that I quote unquote can't do, but I still do a modified version of it was the Hurt we Karana. did shoot it. Um, Upside down exercises to yeah. a hurricane run and take that. Yeah, and I did that against Monroe. Yeah. Uh, do you I mind if I stole that? Like, did you put totally. a did you put a, a name on it to make it yours? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Like, you can just call it the the fierce, fierce drop or the fierce because that, that's a fierce takedown. Oh, that's so lame, you guys. That's a, <laughs> a finishing move right the there. The fierce so. off. The fierce <laughs> off. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, so the fierce off, and it is a modified version of the hurricane. So instead of me jumping from a top rope, we didn't have top ropes. I basically went into an upside down. Um, neck scissors. Well, I did. I went into a headstand. Or I'm sorry, a handstand, and then yeah. I did an upside down neck scissors. Yep. And she's struggling, la la la, like milking it, blah blah blah. And then I curved my body, arched my back to the side, and then flipped her over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Visually. And yeah. for the record, so, Monroe being the second time she shot, ran. I oh just my God, nailed she it. Killed it. She nailed it. So good for her, and we're really looking forward to having her back. Mm-hmm. She's and she's a part of a wrestling family. Her older sister is is uh, is actually Layla, who's uh, started with me way back in, in the day. So it's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that you can do. Yeah. Uh, favorite move that you cannot possibly ever think of doing. Oh. Huh. I used to watch pro wrestling, so I have to ask you this because you actually used to watch the. Yeah, old... I do. What can I do? Like I'm. You know, like, something that makes uh, Joy I'm, Styles scream. I'm pretty fearless. Um, 
I, I it would definitely be anything high fly and off the top rope mm. where like my stability is challenged very yeah. much so. So I would say like the actual proper version that Lita did of the Huracrana, I might be a little scared to do. Oh, where yeah. she would jump off the top and lock around? Yeah. Yeah. But well, what her other move, the, the one where it was the backflip. Oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, the one. you know what? I'm going to say that. Yeah. Because she was my, if anyone knows me and knows my pro wrestling history, she was my absolute muse and favorite. I met her, by the way. Oh. Yeah, oh, snap. Lita's a shit. Lita's a shit. Uh, yeah, it would have been, what is that move called? Where she did the backflip? Um, uh, shit. What, what was that called? Um, I remember, I remember the Hurricane Karana because that was her big thing where she would do it a lot. A lot of t- That's how she broke her neck. She would do it, yeah. No, she would do it to a lot of the guys too. And, and do, the jumping, like, you know, next to her takedown. Uh, her actual backflip finisher, and you're, uh, the fans are probably hating me that I don't know this, uh, <laughs> it's is okay, uh, Lita Salt. Oh, yeah. that's a good name. Uh, it was Alita Salt. And she would do yeah. the, uh, yeah, I remember she would even miss she those. Did. She would miss those sometimes and still sell them. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Okay, so second question for uh, Nikki Pierce. Oh, I didn't finish my oh, grappling. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, grappling, grappling, yes. Just, I don't want to leave everybody hanging. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite grappling when I'm doing a little bit more like wrestling, like martial arts space, like jujitsu, um, triangle choke for sure. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, like anything like involves an arm bar and I'll just smoke that like oh you're choking oh you're in an arm bar oh you're choking oh you're in once an arm another move that she performed on Monroe which, oh yeah oh, actually that looked so tight that I was almost afraid I was just like oh that looks really like like I cannot <laughs> possibly <laughs> I think you guys gotta buy that video with me against Monroe Woo, yes. she got all my favorite moves oh man <laughs> so let me ask when you when you do actual grappling sessions mm-hmm. like do you do the moves for real and make them tap oh yeah awesome. yeah 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 Awesome. As it should be. Wouldn't have it any other way. Good. (laughs) All right, so we have uh, a Mr. James Head uh, who says... Good name. Really really good name. Uh, What got you into the business? Who was your mentor? And uh, what, if any, martial arts are you skilled in? Uh, I I covered how I got into the business. My mentor... um, You know, I learned from so many people along the way, to be honest. Like... When I first started, there was a girl at the dungeon that I worked with that did exclusively the wrestling sessions. Okay. And she was like, hey, I think you might be good at this. She was the only one that did it. And she was kind of transitioning out of the business, too. So she kind of, like, took me on, like, taught me some things. Passed the torch. Passed the torch in a way. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just kidding. You says them, kid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, I just I kept learning from my clients. I learned from other girls. And, like... You know, I learned from pro girls that are like, hey, you're really good, but you'll be better if, you know, like, like, for example, when I first started doing pro stuff, like, I was really tight because I was used to sessions wrestling and going a lot harder. And, like, that was a huge note that was a takeaway for me. Like, you know, it's not nearly that style, like, loosen up, like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, a huge mm-hmm. breakthrough for me in, in my, that style of wrestling. Yeah. So, like, equal parts, um, as far as you know acting or pro wrestling or grappling i always just keep my ear to the ground and pay attention to like who's really excelling at what they do and i've always been like that like i i pay attention i want to surround myself that's with good. like people that like inspire me that's good know? that's a, that's yeah. a really good way to look at it okay yeah. so uh james head uh that is a good question uh from um well, some, uh, uh, FedCon stories, uh, we'll have to wait on that one because there's a lot of FedCon oh, stories. Shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> this podcast um, uh, what are your thoughts on wrestling for SKW and Velvet's Fantasies? Oh, 
Jeez. Um, honestly, while we both stare at you, super, no, 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 no. <laughs> you guys know this. Uh, I would say to any uh, aspiring producers out there, anyone that is looking to break into the industry or just looking to expand their horizons, uh, both of their companies, and I've said this to them individually outside of being on this podcast, that they are two of my best companies I've ever worked for. Reasons yeah. being just overall hospitality and attitude. Like, yes, that's amazing. But like, aside from all that, just the clarity, the notes that, uh, you know, th that are given. And like, it doesn't matter if you're a seasoned wrestler or actress or, you know, you're just starting out, out. Like everybody gets the same treatment. Everything is broken down so concisely and it, it, it really makes you feel just very comfortable about what you're about to do, like the scene that's about to be created, yeah. you know, and like it's it's so streamlined and if something comes off a little weird or somebody's not comfortable with something, like I, I like how we all have the ability to just say stop and we'll all figure it out. Yeah, from we'll, whatever we'll angle modify that is. it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the mark of a good producer is realizing the strengths in the people that you work with. And not everybody can all do the same thing. And that's also a big thing is accepting what their abilities are. And it's not totally. downplaying anybody, anybody. at all. No, that's because, huge. you know, like as a producer, we work on everybody's strong points. Like if somebody's really good at like, you know, like doing one wrestling move or, or talking shit or yeah or like flipping themselves or just just whatever it, it may be it, it doesn't do anybody any favors to just like throw somebody in the mix and like expect them to do be the certain way mm -hmm. and um yeah to like be able to show off the the talent the actresses the you know the wrestlers greatest abilities is like kind of um, it's a dance, you know, mm -hmm. and it's respect and just honoring where they're at and making them look good. And at the end of the day, it's not about the producer and like what they're trying to produce. It's like creating an environment that's like positive yeah. and reflects everybody's like strengths and like. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a, and, and this is actually a testament to you. We had um, uh, our friend Tiny who showed up, uh, and we did a great match with you guys. And he actually brought one of his friends to who had never really seen it. Mm -hmm. And her name was Eden, and she sat down and she kind of like helped me uh, film some behind the scenes stuff. But the look on her face, she was just kind of—I couldn't tell if she was just frightened or just kind of like apprehensive. Like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be something that I can do because you guys were doing some really intense moves. Mm -hmm. uh, and she, I think, thought that we were going to throw her into that kind of mix. And I was—I kept telling her, "I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to work to your specifications mm -hmm. and what you are comfortable with." Mm -hmm. And. To, like I said, the testament to you is that we had her in there and you worked with her and you were patient with her. And even though she had never done it before, you were like, you know, you didn't, you weren't one of those models that was like, oh my God, really? This girl? Oh. I was like, no, no, this girl's never done this before. Like, you have yeah. to have some patience. And if she messes up a move, we have her do it again. You know, like, yeah. this is how it works. And then finally, when she gets it, we move forward and, and she looks great. You look great. Mm -hmm. And the end result is what looks fantastic. And totally. all the stuff where, like, you guys are trying to work it out, we don't even, I usually don't even include that in the outtakes because it's just that stuff that no one really needs Nobody to see. Nobody needs to see that. But like the stuff this. where you guys are, like, cracking up and, you know, making jokes, it totally would add that in. But, like, you, this is a girl who literally got thrown into the fire, like, one minute into the to the day and you were like let's do it and and it ended up being a really good video and it, it had a lot to do with you but also a lot to do with her taking direction and, and being yeah and it, it was just really fun. like i honestly i was like i don't know if i'm you know I, yeah it was really cool just seeing her step outside her comfort zone because i got to 
be with her in the dressing room and like I felt her energy and her apprehensiveness and like yeah like nervous she was right on that cliff like am I making a big mistake you know? <laughs> should like, I leave right yeah, now so yeah so like I, I sense that and I'm just talking with her and like I'm like this is out of all the companies that you could possibly work with as your first one this is seriously the best company oh. that you can just and I mean that and I, I said it for my own um, just background, like, mm -hmm. and I told you the same things that I've just repeated, like, just, it doesn't matter if you've been doing this for a long time or you're just stepping in for the very first time, like, mm -hmm. everyone gets the same treatment and you're very just, um, you put yourself in the other person's shoes and it's very apparent. And I think you it's sat, really you, really I, think cool. you, I think you sat through my pile driver spiel like five times. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's one of those moves where everyone's like, uh, how do you get these girls to do this? I'm like, because I make sure that they yeah. know that they're safe. And that's very, can't stress that enough. Safety first. And know? I remember, I remember I, I, I've had a pretty bad headache for the last like three days. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I was sitting there like at one point I was like, all right, so, uh, She's gonna make sure that your head is above her knees. You know, it's like, but at the same time, you're like, you go through it. You go through it. Yeah, you go through it. You make sure they're okay. You, yeah. you rehearse it. Yeah. So, so that that's amazing. And uh, and today we shot with Jacqueline Velvets, mm -hmm. and I, in it's spite so of good. being feeling a little it's out so of the weather, good. you guys really like put on such a great show. Yeah. Uh, you guys really did. So the first video really you excited. did was. Uh, we did a, uh, staying, a staying in and going, going out. Mm -hmm. So I got to introduce Nikki Fierce to the, to the Velvet's uh, fantasy world and like uh, knocked her out a ton, tons of times, carried you around, dumped you all over our, our living room, uh, <laughs> made you do a split, which is great. Tour. We did a great thing. Like I never, like I was like, Let's what? See how she looks on this piece of furniture. And yes. This piece of furniture. And on the floor. She's pretty everywhere. Yeah. I remember I was just like, oh, one day I'll have to make. Nikki Pierce do a split and then knock her out with sleeping gas and it happened. Ooh, That's one thing off my bucket list. Check right there. that one off, my Yeah, eat it, Randy. So, <laughs> uh, but so that was that was uh, clip number one. And that uh, that's actually uh, for people who are not or living in a cave. It's velvetsfantasies.com. You get to see it very soon. Velvetsfantasies.com. Uh, Velvetsfantasies.com. And then after that, we uh, we did a really fun uh, superheroine video. Uh, so good. Two superheroine sisters arrive at the same distress call. They both get very jealous and 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 catty, and of course this leads to a bunch of uh, battles and knockouts. And I think at the end we even did sibling a, rivalry. We did a, an homage to Harry Potter. We did like a giant uh, uh, special effects driven, you know, battle where you guys are like <laughs> shooting fireballs at each other and mm -hmm. who has the strongest like energy mm -hmm. flow or whatever. It was <laughs> awesome. I had a really good time. And then we did what we were talking about earlier, which is the, the gunfight thing, where it's just like let's just role play and like shoot each other and pretend to be more girls and stuff. And that was awesome. Too. Yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. All and the I, shoots today were outstanding. Mm -hmm. And, right. and I'm glad that you got to taste both the, that's a bad word. Taste. Oh no. Experience. I, experience. Yeah. Taste just sounds gross. <laughs> I a lot of no, you got to experience the SKW stuff, but you also got to experience Jacqueline's stuff. Yeah. And, and her yeah. stuff is, it's weird because we're like on the kind of the same Track, She's the yin to your yang. Yeah, yin and yang, and, uh, and so like where where I we do more of like the oh my god. She's more like the oh, oh. You know, like, yeah. So and you know I like both equally. Like I can't even pick. I can't pick. Won't take a side. No, not asking you to. No, not at all. Not at all. I we, know. We've had pro we've had some girls who literally will be like I they'll they'll do a reaction to Jackie's stuff that sh they should be doing to my stuff. 
Oh, I was doing that. It's like, like a punch, like, like, a, punch, like a knockout, you know, like, like yeah, you're used to doing my yeah, stuff, yeah, and then yeah. they'll try to react the same way to Jacqueline's stuff, yeah. and it's like, oh, no, no, we're going to do this slightly yeah, different, yeah. but it's so much fun to see that transfer happen. Totally. So the next question we have uh, is, uh, who would you consider, uh, from uh, a gentleman, I won't give away his last name, because I think this is his actual name, but he goes by Luke, uh, who would you consider to be your best opponent, uh, rival or otherwise? So, like, someone you've actually grappled in the past, maybe. Oh, um, oh gosh. I'm going to kick it old school. And, ah, oh, you know this one, Gia Primo. Oh, Gia Primo. This is good, though, because I can tag her in this and be like, mention in this podcast. <laughs> and true. Gia will definitely tune in, because uh-huh. she's, she's, she's in Miami right now, like, what the fuck's going on up there? Yeah. Okay, there. Uh, I will say this for Gia Primo. Uh, I... God, I got asked by uh, Devin to do a, a grappling match with her. Yeah, and I had no idea what I was walking into. You like, didn't? I knew Come that on. she was. I knew that she was tough. But even like yeah. when she and I were hanging out, we never really grappled. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. not something you do. With right, that. right. And she just kind of looked at me. She was like, "Are you ready for this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I tried my best, but like within like 20 minutes, she made me tap like three times, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" Like yeah. such. She was like a lizard person, like yeah. this, a lizard this person. all muscle and sinew, and like, sure, like, like she sure. was. At, and she's always been ripped, but like I right. remember in my mind, it's like super ripped. Right. Where she was just like, "Here's your arm. Oh, now it's mine. You know. Right. And yeah. here's your leg. I'm gonna make you scream now." And I'm like, "Oh, jeez." So, uh, Gia, uh, wherever you're at right now, <laughs> shout out, Gia. I will get my re- I, I will get my revenge. <laughs> we'll stick Randy on you. Um, all right, uh, Mr. Alan Supermark, who is one Slam. of our biggest fans, Slim. Woo-hoo. What are her thoughts on facing Tiny? Oh tiny, gosh. Tiny. Well, can we give that away? Yeah, yeah whatever. It's not like no. Okay, guys. No. Spoiler alert. No. Turn your shit off right now because. Uh, I'm going to give away the ending to this match. No. Uh, and I, I know you'll be very surprised when you hear that Nikki doesn't quite win this one. So, uh, Nikki, what were your thoughts on facing <laughs> Tiniest Maximus? Uh, it, it, so, I had to get notes from Santi to stop <laughs> smiling when I was being knocked out because I was having so much fun. I couldn't help it. I was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. I'm like, this, this, that was one of those moments where I'm like, this is my life. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, back in character. Um, I saw you do that too. Like, it was making me smile it's the it whole was, time. So I mean, good. just watching the match because I was, I was taking photographs the, the whole time and I was like watching the match like as a fan and just like grinning ear to ear and like probably laughing a little out loud like seriously you could probably hear me laughing in the background in that video so I apologize but it was it was so much fun to oh, watch oh there's so many good lines so much oh, yeah. fun to watch oh yeah and I was commentating as well oh, so God. we know we were both we, guys, first, it, it we is, both were cross it is no it wasn't at first we you and I have Oh, wait, now with Tiny. Now with Tiny. Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were This is the first time that it. you and I have actually uh, commentated over Tiny's match at the same time. And we yeah. were bouncing off of each other really well. But Nikki was, well, you guys were killing it. No, it, you guys, you got to buy this video. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I told Santi, I've never, I've worked for so many companies. Often I don't even know who I'm working for. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just hired for gigs. Like, who's going to be there? Yeah. And that, this is the one match before you, of course, that I'm like, <laughs> I need to see this video. Like, that was so effing amazing. Mm. Like, just the, the, the chemistry, <laughs> like what we were doing. 
We basically shot that whole video like just straight two, through. Two, three takes, like yeah. tops. Yeah. There were only mm-hmm. a couple, like for for whatever reason, you stopped Dialogue just to like, like you wanted to get like. You a were smiling. Shot. Okay, that was probably one of them. Like, yeah. I was like, I love my life. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That was a good note, but <laughs> but it was, it was so great. Like just the athleticism, like the way we played off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, just like both acting on both of our parts like it was it, it formulated itself and, and molded itself very very nicely like and yeah. he's such a nice guy and on top of that yes that's the thing you he's meet brilliant. him and he's so sweet and he's just a big the lovable huzzable teddy yeah bear. and he just genuinely just loves what he does and yeah. looks like like the kind of people i want to surround myself with so yeah, I, he's still, he's still, I want more. I think more he, tiny. he's he's still more tiny. Oh, believe me, people are gonna. Get, I can't stop getting requests. Uh, I, yeah, but he's he's. It's funny because he really he's he really loves what he does, but also he sees what I do and he goes like, "Wow, the hell did you?" That's do? cool. And yeah. it's like, but he's really appreciative of it. Yeah, very that. respectful, yeah. and he just loves like shooting with us and like you know, he wants to do more stuff with Jacqueline as well. So oh. we're gonna bring him in and have him do some cool special effects, like you know. He's a monster versus these like super yeah. heroines. Cool. Um, so yeah, so guys, seriously, we've shot a lot. It's oh, oh god, so many tiny videos, and they're so good. I mean, the one we just released with him versus Jordan Grace is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I showed yeah. you. Yeah, that's from. But we need to get tiny on a podcast. You, no, that'll happen. We'll have a yeah. tiny podcast. I'll <laughs> 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 we'll have to get a smaller recorder. Uh, but uh, It'll but take no, a very little space on your hard drive. But right. it's not even about the size of the, like the moves that megabyte. you take. Like, because there was some stuff that Jordan Grace took that I would never ask anybody else right. to take because she's yeah. absolutely amazing and, and insane. Uh, but the way that you sold the stuff that you were given was what made that video because it was just and he responded to it because he was like oh it's so easy to work with somebody who knows you know if I'm stepping on your foot or stepping on your hand oh, yeah, those are you can sell the shit you know that like amazing that was absolutely amazing yeah and just it, a single step on the foot right it was so simple like anybody else could have just been like oh ow my hand how dare you but the way that you reacted to that and you like flipped your body inside oh, yeah. out, upside down and like, <laughs> oh my God, I, would, I I didn't even want to take pictures because I wanted to see what was happening. I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, let me check for any last minute questions. I know I just posted a, a quick thing. Um, and our fans are very slow to reply. I don't know why. I think it's because it's a, what, what's tonight? Oh, it's, it's a weekday. Um, so uh, one of our fans sent us, uh, and we'll end on these notes because they're, they're really good questions. Uh, a gentleman named Joseph, I'm not going to give away his last name. Um, so he said something along the lines of, uh, I know you mentioned models feel better knowing that you and Jacqueline are dating. What are some challenges you and Miss Velvets have had to overcome when hiring models individually versus collectively? Um, interesting question, actually. Individually versus collectively. Uh, so I guess what he means to say is like when you when you deal with like you're working with like let's say just Nikki, but when we have like nine girls in the house, you know, like how does that differ between like working with just one model where she's just working with me, working is with you? Is that what he meant? Because um, what I thought of automatically was like when when you hire pros to come and work for you, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of, of the pro girls, 
they won't do fetish work. And mm, to them, okay. it's just like, you know, I'm I'm a wrestler. Yeah. This is it. I don't want to be categorized into, like, yeah, wrestling as a fetish fun. even. Totally. Even though they work for Sleeper Kids World. And it's so it's so. Tame. It's a weird and, line. It's but a weird line, but they can justify it in that way. And mm-hmm. that's probably the only reason why. But it's, it's funny because situations like that have arisen where, you know, like, he will work with a wrestler or a pro... And, you know, they'll get to know me and we'll talk about, like, what my site is. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, sure, I want to do that. That sounds like fun. And then now I have pro wrestlers on my site that have never done any fetish work before. And, of course, like, you know, my my content on my site is such, like, a broad spectrum of stuff. I'm not going to ask every girl, like, you need to be knocked out this way. You need to be stripped down. You need to have this done. you like, no. Like, if you're not comfortable doing that, like... I can put you into any role that you are comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just want to be, like, this character, remain in this type of outfit, and, like, just be the one that's, like, knocking out all the girls and, like, carrying them around, like, like hell yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, some occasions it's worked out like that. And then, you know, there's there's other pros that Sinergo's worked with that I'm just like, you know, th- those are his girls. And, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't bother me any because, like, I have so many wonderful girls like on my site already that I, I love working with and that I know love this content and you know maybe it breaks my heart a little that they don't want to do my stuff because uh what what my sleepy fetish and all that stuff it's considered very taboo unfortunately so I I can't judge them for that and if they mm. don't want to work for me I don't take it personally gotcha what do you think is taboo about that? Sorry to... No, no, but that's... Actually, I think Jacqueline like understood the question better than I did. Because I think that's exactly what he meant to ask. Was yeah. Individually well, versus who we use as a team and like... Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you consider taboo about what you do versus what... Well, is? so sleepy and, and like, you know, girls getting knocked out or held up by gunpoint. And it's, yeah. it's all stuff that's like against somebody's will Mm -hmm. and so there's a very there's a very fuzzy line that people almost consider it like rape because you're doing something that somebody else doesn't want done to them and so it's a very Mm -hmm. taboo thing like like even on clips for sale like they allow numerous niches on there with like incest and and like you know peeing and, and, you know, all these kind of weird bodily fluids and, like, whatever it is. But on Clips for Sale, you can't Get even ready. say... Get ready! <laughs> um, you, you can't, you know, you can't even say sleepy. You can't say that you're knocking out a girl. You, you can't, can't show her. Sleepy. None of those none wow. of those keywords are allowed. And, like, even huh. on the, the, the pictures, like, you can't show a girl knocked out unconscious or being held up at gunpoint and stuff. And, like... Obviously, all the, the, the stuff that I, I do, get, but the other stuff I don't quite get. But that's interesting. That's really, really interesting. Where like, who is like defining those terms? Like, what is considered like, oh, that's way too risky versus like, yeah, that's acceptable or whatever. You know, ah, uh, it's interesting. It is, yeah, it is interesting. And and who, as far as like who's controlling that, it's like you know the. I'm drawing a blank on who they are, but like it's 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 like compliance order Thank or you. whatever. Like um, more wine, guys. More wine. Or Randy like having two, a good time. Like two two five seven, like compliance order or something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. No, so basically it was a weird thing where um, uh, people were 
saying that, uh, especially on clips for sale and stuff like that, where you could uh, do things like you can pee on a guy or pee on a girl or you can do like really But as long as they consent it on camera. Yeah. So that's what I want to get. So like if they consent on camera, basically anything goes essentially. Exactly. Versus, like, Whereas something as simple as a girl thing. getting chloroformed will suddenly... So was suddenly completely... Even though yeah. all of my stuff is obviously, obviously. It's obviously. obviously. Because yeah. obviously it's on camera and implied. Yeah. And which is the fetish, by the way. Mm-hmm. The fetish of like, oh, they're not consensual. They're not consensual. So yeah. it's a fine line to walk, and I understand totally. it from both points of view. Because I, I do too. Our fans see it, and they're like, it's obvious this girl's not really being chloroformed. You know, it's not, you know, they, mm-hmm. it's just not, this isn't the case, you know, mm-hmm. but... Uh, other people uh, want to make sure they don't get sued, so they sure. they do the whole like you can't say the word chloroform, you can't say the word sleepy, you can't say the word unconscious, you can't say the word okay. you know, and so it becomes this thing where like well, I never dealt with clip sale. That's I'm, interesting because I do a lot of I'm known for um, knocking people out <laughs> like for knock, realsies for real like knock out Nikki yeah knock out Nikki knock like, out I Nikki. really thrive on that and. That is interesting to me because I have done a lot of knockout videos, but I don't know. I don't but really you, have, they, do you have, do you have stuff on clips for sale? Not anymore. Because you but probably I, make it up there, yeah. Yeah, not anymore. I guess this is like a new like you know ruling system that they have. But I do do mm-hmm. a, a lot of knockout videos and like mm-hmm. discuss this, and I've knocked people out. And like I'm sure, you, well, you guys do knockouts. You do knockouts. We do knockouts, yeah. but not real ones. Right. Yeah, the stuff that we do right. is all, all all staged. But like even the people who do the real ones, like. You know, yeah, it's a consenting adult, and mm-hmm. you know, it's for the most, like, especially with your stuff, it's, it's a, almost like a, you're filming a session. You know, mm-hmm. where like someone's like, I really want to be knocked unconscious. You wake me up, you torture me some more, knock me out again, so on and so forth. Well, you know. again, it's going back to like the psychology of it, and, yeah, like, that helplessness and like that, that surrender to like the moment, like there's that last. Mm. That that last breath essentially of like yeah. okay I'm gonna give in to you because I have no choice and yeah. there you go. That's we've like had... the whole subdom relationship mm-hmm. as well, like just having somebody overpower you no matter what way that might be. Mm-hmm. And breath play yeah. is a big part of it too. Sure. I mean, there's I, I've seen a lot of dom uh, and sub relationships where they you know will just kind of do that. You know, it's just uh, it's like a ownership. Yeah, or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was a girl that we had at a party who, who really enjoyed being actually knocked out, and I for uh, realsies for realsies, okay. and uh, and she had her uh, her 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 dom uh, kind of do it to her a little bit during the party, just like squeeze the carotid arteries, mm-hmm. and like you could see she was starting to kind of fade, but then he would let her go. So it's like that kind of ebb and flow, and you know mm-hmm. that was their relationship. Um, and I understand. I mean, I understand clips for sale, and they're trying to. You know, but it makes it harder for producers who are just doing playful stuff. Yeah, that that yeah, that must be yeah. So so yeah, so um, so we'll do another uh, one or two more questions. We'll be done. Uh, but I'm having a blast. This is is so much fun. Um, so for instance, says Mr. Joseph, dealing with controlling slash jealous boyfriends, or dealing with time sensitive projects. Now, the time sensitive projects we don't really deal with because like uh, with our projects, Jacqueline and I basically say like they're done when when with when they're done. You know, like they're if we, done when we say they're done. Pretty much. Like if, if you have if you've ordered a custom with us and for some reason the girl couldn't make it on X day and you have to wait till she comes back. That or you can get a different girl to do it earlier, so on and so forth. But for the yeah, most yeah. part, there's not a whole time time sensitivity because like we put so much work into our shoots that it's great because a lot of guys will be like, God, I've been waiting for three weeks and then they'll get their custom and they'll be like, This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. 
have. I, I, I'm sorry I said anything, you know, which is what I'm looking for. I like that reaction. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't worry about that. Now, the, the topic that I think is interesting and it's something that, <laughs> shit, I don't know if we should talk while drinking wine. No, let's do it. But it's the, con- <laughs> the controlling slash jealous boyfriends. Um, or or we can even expand this like or wives like if we go into sessions and stuff I don't mm-hmm. know if this is directly specific to you know hiring girls on shoots yeah. but you know from all sides of the story you know people that decide to engage in these moments yes to say. yeah very true and um, mm-hmm. I I've we've had uh, yeah I mean I luckily it doesn't happen a whole lot um, uh, but but when it does happen it's pretty intense there, there's really? there's we had a girl who uh, worked with us for a while, and she said, hey, there's this guy that I'm dating. He wants to kind of come with me. And we're always very open to have yeah. someone bring their significant other. If anything, I like it because I can, like, set their mind at ease. Totally. Yeah. And go, like, yeah, come on downstairs. Look, it's not. It's nothing crazy. Because they think that it's it's like an orgy. They think, yeah. yeah, in their minds, they just think, like, oh, well, you know, these, this is a guy who shoots girls wrestling. God knows what happens afterwards. It's like, no, we do. We shoot. We, we have a drink, and everyone goes home. And if they're lucky... Uh, or if we're lucky, we all have a big dinner together or something like that. It's it's not a big deal. Slash orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Randy. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, we had one guy who showed up and uh, he watched his girl wrestle and he was chuckling and laughing at the at the, the gimmicks and stuff that we were, we were coming up with. And he seemed to be really okay with it. And then later on that night, we were going to do, uh, it was like a Saturday night. And I said, guys, we're going to do a little fire pit, which uh, fans, if you don't know... <laughs> Seabrigate does a lot of fire pits. There's a lot of fire pits, drinks, hanging out, post shoots, just to be able to de-stress and like yeah. And so I told the guy, why don't you bring your, you know, why don't you come back with your girl and then you guys can join us, you know, have some drinks, whatever. He's like, oh, that's really nice. So uh, later on that night, he shows up, and as far as I could tell, he had a great time. He was he was chit chatting with people he had never met. He's drinking. He's you know smoking some cigarettes, whatever. And then a day later, two days later, I get a phone call from his girlfriend. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, he's he's not happy. He's he's he doesn't want me to do this anymore. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. What's the situation? And she's like, I'm, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to dump him. And that's actually what happened. She dumped him. And oh, she basically he said, I don't want you to do this anymore. And she said, fuck you. I really enjoy doing this. Good for her. But sorry. I want to. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Like to me, Good it's and that's a whole other realm yeah. of shit that I want to talk to uh, talk about. But like I said, like, so what was his thing? Like, what was his deal? And his main deal. And I swear to God, one of you, you guys are going to hear this. And some of you are actually going to relate to this. And if you relate to this, pull yourself out of this hole because it's a shitty, shitty hole to be in. But it's this exact statement. I don't like the fact that there's guys out there who see this and masturbate to it. Ugh. Okay, so here's the thing about Oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. We, we both can chime in on this. Here's the thing about I'm going to leave, leave the floor to the women here. Because holy shit. Please, continue. So here's the thing about guys... Guys will masturbate to anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> anything. It doesn't matter, girls, if you are fully dressed and you are walking down the street on your way to work or in the mall. 
wearing a pair of jeans. Like, guys Nobody's will safe. fucking <laughs> Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Uh, we were just talking about this all night. Randy's how, everywhere. How fetish this originated. Yes, it could be like your neighbor. It could be anything. Like a triggering moment. It doesn't matter. There's, it doesn't. Like, but, yes, she put herself on camera. Perhaps, maybe that puts oneself in like more of like the, the, the audience's eyes, but... That's not a good excuse. I'm sorry, because it isn't. It's sad. <laughs> it isn't. I mean, you you're not going to stop people from fantasizing about what they want to fantasize about. And mm. for for somebody to put that rule on somebody they're with, especially That's... like after they've been doing this and they introduce you to people that they're working with and bring mm. you into that whole situation, and everybody's cool and there are no orgies going on or anything really shady. Like, and for you to turn around and say, I don't want you to do this, like, you are full of shit and you are a piece of shit. And you are just showing off your insecurities, and that's really all it is. It's, it's, it's terrible insecurities with a nice hint of jealousy that just is meaningless. And here's, and a, here's a hint to you guys out there. There's nothing less sexy to a woman than a man that insecure mm. and uh and that's it's, it's a big problem because if you think about it like and this is exactly what Jacqueline and Nikki just talked about but it was like if you're walking in a mall and you're wearing a certain kind of pantyhose there's gonna be a guy out there who sees you and fetishizes that and he locks you away in a spank bank this is gonna happen you're wearing a bikini you're at the beach you're wearing a one-piece suit you're, you're you're doing gymnastics you're climbing a fucking rock wall no way safe <laughs> no, yeah. There's gonna be somebody who puts you in that spank bank, and for... and if you if you feel this way about your woman, then you might as well just put them in a fucking burka. Burka, yeah, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. God damn it, uh, that's weird. You actually took the words from me. Um, yeah, it, it starts off as I don't want you to be on this site. And I don't want guys to fantasize about you, too. I don't want you to be at the well, beach. Well, that, that's a blessing in disguise. Like, it's actually a good thing that he presented that side of himself mm -hmm. to her because it would have only gotten worse. It would have gotten... It got it oh. out of the way. But it really is when I was like, I don't want you to be walking around the beach with a skinny bikini because a guy might blah, blah, blah. Or yeah, I don't want you to be at the no, pool. Or I don't want you to be at the mall. Because, because it, I don't trust you. And, like, I don't respect you. But then they, like, they, they yeah. do it under the guise of, like, it's not that I don't trust you, babe. Right, of course you do. I just but, don't trust the other guy. Oh, bullshit. Say, so, wait, you don't trust the other guy to what? Go home, not touch your girlfriend, and jerk off to her? What? Is she going to wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, someone just jerked off to me? Randy? Like, <laughs> you should just call this hashtag Randy. <laughs> it's gonna be, this is going to be damn it, Randy. This damn is gonna it, Randy. Be, but, but seriously, is, are you that insecure that yes. because a guy sees your girl and thinks she's hot and decides to file her away for later yeah. use? That you think that that's going to be a reason to for for her not to do something that's going to make her money that she enjoys. First of all, know. whenever anyone puts himself out there, doesn't matter what you do. You could be a nutritionist on YouTube. You could be anything. Anyone that puts themselves out there runs the risk of you know like haters coming towards them or people that love them or heaven forbid like I don't know. Like I said, nobody's safe. Well, there's you know? there's a great example of. This is a recent conversation we were just having. Yep. There's this girl on YouTube. I will name drop. Her name is Cassie Ho. Cassie Ho. Cassie Ho. And okay. she's a, a cute little, like, Japanese girl. And she has these exercise videos. And she's beautiful, like, very bubbly personality. And she'll, like, go with... with I know the like, type. 
Yeah. She's very sexy. She does these exercise videos. Like, yeah. Obviously, she sells, like, the fact that she's sexy and, like, she has a lot of views. But she's legitimately, like, doing... Oh, no, I believe that. But you don't think that people are masturbating her? Exactly. You... And the yeah. conversation <laughs> I had was with kidding? guys that were like, yeah, fucking oh, Cassie Ho's ass. That's just... I'm sorry. Like... When you guys asked me, like, obsession I would never do, actually, I had one. Can I get into it? Because sure, yeah, I'm really based real. on that. We can, we, we can end it on that one. No, all right, all right. So, hard limit, you guys. Hard, hard limit. Mm -hmm. I'm a yogi. I teach yoga. You know, obviously, it, like, holds, like, a very near, dear space in my heart. And uh, a scene that I turned down, just respectfully, like, I get it, I get why you're into the scene, but I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. With somebody that wanted to watch me do yoga in a session, I'm like, okay, I can get into that. But then as, like, the email chain erupted, oh. he's like, but, you know, is it okay if I... Jerk off to guys it? Don't... Yeah, jerk off to it. And I'm like, I didn't even reply. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sorry, hard limit, like, no. <laughs> well, cause yeah, cause that that is your your moment That's, to be like out of the yeah. the whole fetish world and out of photograph and like this is this is your request. time yeah. to like yeah. let go of all that and yeah. for somebody to make it sexual yeah I could see like like of course you know there's some poses where like you know it's very Obviously. like strong and, and empowering <laughs> and yes they are sexy but it's like that's not what yoga is about like you know it's it's about the individual getting to that place so totally understandable like it and if they <laughs> and if they do it fucking keep that shit to yourselves because I'm like, sure I'm sure there's there's a lot there's lots of guys in my yoga class like can I be your child's baptism <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> me and Randy are gonna <laughs> he's gonna pee on me well no but yeah so that's uh, wow that's that's amazing so yeah that, that's a really thank you guys for illustrating that that particular point because that, that really does and it happens a lot here we'll have a lot of people who show up I mean we've had some boyfriend experiences here that are like oh, they're, uh, they deserve their own podcast uh, but yeah guys just I, I, I'm probably not gonna reach anybody by saying this but for the love of God, if you have a girl and another guy finds her hot, and as long as he's not hitting on her or, or you know, trying to, like, take her away from you or whatever the fuck your mind thinks is, is a threat, like, it's it's not a bad thing. Like, honestly, I'm very proud of the fact that I am so blessed to be with this beautiful woman who's in front of me who many men, I'm sure, fantasize about. And uh, and and if someone was to tell me, like, hey, man, I, no offense, but, like, I think Jacqueline Velvet is super hot, and I've had these scenarios, and I'd be like, tell me about them. Fuck, that, let me know what you think. It's like, to me, it's like not even a, it's more like a compliment. It's like, you know, she, you feel that, she, you know, you put her on this pedestal, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't care what you would say. Like, actually, the worst thing you could possibly say wouldn't be bad at all, because at the end of the night, I get to lay in bed with this beautiful person yeah. and she's she it's i'm hers called, it's and, called being grateful yes <laughs> and i'm hers and 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 so on and so forth so like for someone to say like your girl's hot like how would you take that as a bad thing like going like what you want to fuck her man like, well what? it's it's irrational to think that like even if you're with somebody that you're never gonna find anybody else attractive ever that's again that's just not yeah oh of course not, not. How it works. of course not <laughs> And that's the other big thing about that situation is that like, look, this is my this is my girlfriend, 
but another guy's gonna hit on her or not hit on her but like see her as attractive and that threatens you and like if that threatens you as a person that someone else finds your significant other uh, attractive I don't know what to tell you like that's just so far removed from my own brain of thinking but reacting to it that way and like you know putting barriers down and limiting you can't shoot this you can't shoot the like that's that is unattractive what is attractive is being like like yes what you did is sexy or yes I find this person sexy let's talk about it you know let's Mm -hmm. let's be a part of this together as a couple and like you know fully support each other and respect each other's you know feelings and emotions and and sexual you know interests like that's I feel like when you really truly love somebody you want to kind of get inside their brain their psyche like Mm -hmm. I don't know like it's it's accommodating it's like being open like it's it's like unconditional and like for for giving someone you know like I don't get that like shut down of anything like no you have to be this certain yeah. way because like that's not a healthy relationship right there so unless this is, they this do want to be controlled like that no, no, you're right. unless they do want to be unless they do want to be controlled like that exactly. and, and they want to be kicked in the and, balls and, and then consens- used as a human and it's ashtray. consensual yes of course <laughs> and of that's course. fine but like totally and that does, yeah, that, that brings up a really good subject. And like to me, it's 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 definitely more about the insecurity. And insecurity is a big no-no when it comes to the world of fetish and, and anything like that. Like it's just, uh, especially when it has to do with someone who's you know in the world and you're like, and we, I mean, I had a, I think I'll end it on this. And I'm not going to name any names, but whoever's listening to this probably understands who it is. But like, um, we had a, a a model that worked with us for a long time, and, and she's awesome. She's a great girl. She showed up one day. Um, and then just suddenly out of the blue said, well, I can't do any scenes with guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? Because we, we've done matches where, like, you know, you and I wrestle, like, I'll win or whatever, but it's very PG. And she's like, yeah, my my boyfriend doesn't like me doing things with guys. And I was like, okay, what if I just, like, what if I'm in the shot? Yeah. No, not at all. Wow. So not even in the scene. Wow. Like, and yeah. it was one of those, like, unless he really gets to know you and approves and gives you his stamp of approval. Oof. I'm like, what, what if I'm just in the scene? Well, what if he, I'm just... he has to assert his male dominance over yeah. you yeah. and know that he, that the, you are not a threat to that. Which and is... I was very close to asking, like, is, did he pee on you before you got on the plane? Like, is it one of those things? And and so um, I, I just, I was very kind of shocked by it because I, I just... I'd never even heard of a such you know that kind of situation. But being who I am, I was like, okay, whatever you your your limits are, I will respect. But like you know, I, I have to now cancel three or four customs because they were you and me. Oh. So she ended up losing money on the deal. Oh. And I had to cancel some customs as well. Yeah. Oh That's wow. Okay. Very disappointing. So obviously she flew in. And yeah, she okay. flew in. So like, what do you say to somebody? Like, what do yeah. you say when you go home and you're like, by the way, I could have made X amount, but I only made this amount because you. you. Have these insecurities that mm-hmm. have no basis for reality, uh, and so that kind of attitude is to me very dangerous in terms of like relationships, and it, it just sure. it, it sucks, you know. And sometimes they work too. Sometimes people are like, you know, like okay, this is how it's going to be, and it works. That's fine, but I just can't imagine that. Like when Jacqueline says, like I'm going to do this session, I'm going to do a, a session, or I'm going to do a shoot with another company, or I'm going to do this and that. I'm just like, oh, what's the shoot like? Oh, I get to play this person, and we do. Awesome, we'll have a good time. And that's my attitude. I'm like, I don't, you know, as long as it doesn't cross those boundaries that she and I have already pre-agreed to, yeah, she can do whatever she wants. And same thing with me. And I'm sure Jacqueline sure. is fine with me pile-driving you and pinning you repeatedly, but as long as it doesn't cross that line that she sets of, like, where the relationship should be. Totally. So, I don't know. So, guys out there, um, just be 
understanding. Uh, the, the world is very modern now. You guys, we, we've we've gotten over so much bullshit, and, and it it just sucks when when guys tell girls that they don't want to want them to go outside, because that leads to to burkas, as Jacqueline said. And we don't want burkas. We don't want burkas. No, we want to see women. Regrets. Yeah, no regrets. We don't. Want, we want to see women as beautiful as they are. We don't want them to be restricted by your insecurities. We don't want them to be covered in head to toe beekeeper outfits because you are scared that someone might find them sexy. Um, if we do that, then the enemy is one. And so on and so forth. So we are going to end this podcast now because um, I think it's time. And uh, I've had a blast. Thank you very much to Nikki Fierce. Thank you. Who has made this time to uh, to talk to us. And, of course, my lovely lady, Jacqueline Velvets. And uh, all you guys for listening, thank you so much. Please keep sending questions. And we will continue uh, to feel them. And uh, I have no idea what the next podcast is going to be. I think we're going to be in New York. So there's a slight chance we might do something with Carrie Spectrum, maybe. Actually, I think uh, Gary Paranzo Ooh. of Giant Test Zone. Oh, yes. cool. He should be on one of the next podcasts. And also Evangeline Von Winter. Evangeline and, and Levi. And yeah. Levi should definitely be on a podcast Okay. Well. Now, if you guys have any requests, please send them to my email. I am sleeperkid, well, that's one word, at yahoo.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I think I am uh, Kid Sleeper. I think it's the actual name. But you, if you don't know, then just use the email. Uh, send me any uh, requests, uh, questions, uh, thoughts, criticisms, whatever you'd like. But uh, for the most part, today has been fantastic. And uh, actually, this is a great end cap to two great days with Nikki Fierce, who has just outperformed everybody. Uh, in the, <laughs> not everybody, wow. but, but you have just you've really like you've blown us away, and uh, and we really want you to come back. I and, want to come uh, back too. Yay. And there's a lot of girls that I have not had you work with that I'm sure would love to work with awesome. you. And uh, if you have, uh, if you actually, if you don't know of Nikki Fierce, which what's wrong with you, uh, Nikki, give us a couple. So, do you have any stores in particular you want to plug? Or? I do. You can view my website at www.knockoutnikki.com. My name is spelled N-I-K-K-I. So, knockout one word, N-I-K-K-I dot com. And you can see how to contact me. You can see my sessions, like what I offer, uh, some of my video clips on there. Best way to contact me is. And Nikki has been doing this for a while. She's a pro. She's safe. She's awesome. She will, she will make your dreams come true, so to speak. And uh, and she'd be very professional the, the entire time, which is amazing. And um, maybe next time we'll have you come in and do something with Gia. I'll have to get you in here and do some tag team storytelling. Nice. Uh, But for now, one last toast. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Good night, guys. And goodbye, guys. We love you very much. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.